0: Welcome to Ancheño and a Strength Podcast. This is a podcast where we empower spiritual entrepreneurs to create a soulful life and business aligned to who you truly are. I am your host, Maria C. Krause, and I am passionate about helping women find the way back to their authentic selves. We achieve this by writing and sharing your unique story and become a best-selling author. Needless to say, one of my favorite things to do is read and write. I am also fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon. And I freaking love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I invite special guests from all different backgrounds and niches of expertise to share with you their most divine and mind blowing tips and tools to help you thrive in all areas of your life. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Anchenyo and a Strength podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. And today we have the lovely Rosemary Brocco. Hi, Rosemary, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm very good. We had literally like a 10 minute chat before we hop here and start <laughs> recording. And I feel like I know this woman from my whole entire life. I bet you we were even probably cross <laughs> paths at some stage in New York, and <laughs> I really think we do it <laughs> since we. We had to, have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Rosemary. Tell us, tell us about yourself. You are a freedom fulfillment coach. Uh, can you tell us more about yourself so everybody can get to know you better?
1: Sure, sure. So yes, I am a freedom and fulfillment coach. I work with other coaches and healers, and I help them break codependency with their business so that they can have the freedom and lifestyle that they set out to create when they decided to go into business. So a little bit of my background is that, like most people, I did not Start out as an entrepreneur. I finished school and I started working, you know, in the medical industry and then the corporate world in New York City. And I hated it. I was working nine to five. I was getting dressed up, getting on the subway, going to work every day. And I was absolutely miserable. And I had changed jobs a few times. um, But the last Corporate job that I had, I, I didn't know what to do. I was kind of at my wits' end, so I stayed until the people I was working for knew also that I hated it. And so, <laughs> okay. I, and so right, couldn't and hide. So it I got anymore. fired. <laughs> right, right, and so I got fired, and. I I was out of work for a few months and then it was Christmas time and I was like, okay, I need to get some money at least for Christmas. And I wound up becoming a stripper and it was meant to be very temporary. You know, I'm just going to go get money for Christmas. But I wound up having this experience that lasted about five or six years where I experienced a level of freedom that I literally didn't even know existed in world so first of all when you walk into a strip club you leave your shame at the door shame is just something that just isn't floating around at a strip club and you don't even you walk in there you don't even use your real name right you're like incognito it's like anything goes so you're in this you're in this place yeah where you can just be yourself and you don't have the complete opposite of the corporate world Mm -hmm. you don't have to fake it and then on the other side of that, I had freedom. I was working three nights a week. I didn't even go to work until eight o'clock at night. I was making tons of money. I was having a great time. And then my dad got cancer. And something, something turned off inside of me when, when I got that phone call. <clears throat> my father had been in the hospital. Excuse me. And I got the phone call saying somebody telling me that it was cancer. And something inside of me just, my spark went out. And I didn't Sorry. have any idea what it was at that time. <laughs> but my world around me started to crumble and get smaller and smaller. So. I held on by a thread. I started bartending, but I started isolating from people. I had to sell my car. I I wasn't making anywhere near the money I had been making before. Then my father wound up passing away. So it was like trauma on top of trauma. Oh, thank you. And so when... While I was dancing, one of the things I was doing just on the side because I enjoyed doing it was was going to yoga. And I had been thinking about becoming a yoga instructor. So I wound up um, doing that. I got my certification and I, my money struggles were so bad. I wound up having to leave New York. So I left New York. I came back to Massachusetts. I moved in with my mom. I opened a yoga studio and I, I held it together for about two years And I was not making enough money to support myself with the yoga. So I was supplementing that with bartending. I was working six nights a week. Oh, I was I had no friends like I left all my friends behind in New York and hadn't you know, all I did was work. So I didn't have any friends in Massachusetts. And I just got to a point where. That, that spark that went out actually like completely broke. Like I shattered. And I wound up closing the yoga studio, claiming bankruptcy. My car got repossessed. And in, it, while I was do- teaching yoga, I was also doing a little bit of coaching, which became something that I wanted to do. What I wound up doing was just reverting back to that thing. You know, when we're like four years old, they start asking like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like we are taught you to identify no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. But
0: we're so taught
1: to identify with, well, who are you in the world? You're the thing you do. Yeah. And so I was carrying all of that and all of my my trauma of the my lost job, my lost income, losing my father and then you know, adverse childhood experiences that I had never fully processed and never fully healed. And instead of dealing with that, I was living in somebody's attic, borrowing money to take marketing courses to become a coach and build a coaching business. And it didn't work. I mean, I I spent tens of, gotten debt (laughs) for tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. To learn how to do marketing and nothing that I was doing was working for me until I got to the point where it was like, there was no, I could no longer deny that I had to do the inner work, that there was something going on inside of me, that my life had crumbled and all of this stuff happened. And that, unless I addressed that, I wasn't going to get anywhere. And so that's what I did. I kind of, I never really, you know, shut the business down and just stopped. I kind of kept learning and, and working with that. But the, on the front burner was what's going on with me, what's happening emotionally for me, what is hanging out in my subconscious mind and my subconscious body that needs to be addressed in order for me to actually create like the thing I had carried from the strip clubs was I have to have that le- level of freedom in my yeah. life like I have to have the money mm-hmm. I have to have the freedom I have to feel the way I felt when <laughs> I was dancing in my regular life with my clothes on without the alcohol so yes.
0: um well you tasted it I, I deep. you had it already uh, exactly though. so it's hard to it's hard to let it go when you had that feeling already it's like I want it back right I want it back now yeah <laughs>
1: Right. Which is like a gift and a curse. Right. Because even if I hadn't had trauma, you can't work in that industry forever. It's just yeah. it has an expiration date. Yeah. And. But it sparked that fire in me of like, I need I have to have this. And, you know, I had to learn a lot. I had to let go of that. Identifying with my business and sacrificing myself you know that put everything on the back burner and the only thing that matters is the business and it doesn't matter that you walk past the mirror and you're self-loathing and you hate yourself you'll just deal with that some other time yeah you know or like red flags in your relationships or red flags in your life and you're just like yeah that doesn't matter the only the most important thing is the business because you think oh this business is going to give me that freedom But what I learned is that freedom has to come from inside. Mm -hmm. You have to remove the baggage. You have to you have to find the same comfort. I always say it's like you have to get naked with your clothes on. Like it was easy for me to do shots and get on a stage and take my clothes off and be in that atmosphere. But it's a whole other ball game when it's real life and you need you you need you want that freedom and what you yeah. need to do to have that freedom is be secure with yourself with your clothes on be vulnerable with your truth you're not getting up there and playing a part this is real life yeah. So how are you going to step into it? And that's what put me on the road of doing um, the much deeper inner healing. Well,
0: it's breaking a lot of societal rules as well, because you're coming into the real world. Like you said, it's not the same as working in a strip club that it's like, okay, you're content in a place, you can be yourself, but you know that once you go outside, you still have to deal with the word that is completely different from your job and i mean we we were brought up with so many rules as you said at 4 years old asking you what do you want to do when you grow up and you're like i just i don't know i don't i don't want to be an adult now <laughs> you know but it my is. answer it's used like... to be big bird
1: that was my answer what do you want to be when you grow up big bird that's what i wanted to be <laughs> i love it <laughs> but it starts that conditioning right like yeah. that your whole life is what are you going to be when you grow up what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to be when you grow up? And it's like, oh, my God, my whole everything must exist in what I'm going to be. And that's the trauma and the damage that get, gets brought into yeah. business where we wind up burnt out and neglecting ourselves, neglecting our lives. You know, it's like, oh, I would give my right arm to have this business work because it, it, it everything about me exists inside of that business identifying with it you know my self worth is is in there with the making the money and it's 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 like a mess and then we carry that trauma in and we have all these experiences in our business where we're, we're either burnt out or we're frozen and we can't move forward. We can't, you know, put whatever it is we want to put out there or we're putting it out there and we're helping other people. But we're a, we're a mess ourselves and we don't have time and we don't have that freedom. And now mm-hmm. we've sacrificed the thing we set out to get to Create the thing that was supposed to give us the thing we set out to yes.
0: get. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Rosemary, tell me, like, how do you feel about that? Because I know there's a lot of coaches, and I have to admit, I used to be one of those that used to say, You are your business. Until one day I sat there and I'm like, No, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm like, I am a human being who owns a business. Although I'm a coach and I'm a mentor, it has I am, this is very separate. Like, there's a lot of things about my life that I'm like, I'm not putting out on display. I know there's a lot of people. It's like, oh, you have to show everything to the world because people want to know what goes behind doors and this and that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, this is, this is me business. And this is Maria. I'm equally authentic, but one is for business and one is for my life. And, you know, how do you feel about that? That people saying like, you are your business. um
1: that's a codependent relationship <laughs> with your business. <laughs> um you are not your business. Just like you aren't if you were in a relationship, would people be like you are your husband or you are your oh! wife. Like what? You are your partner? <laughs> no. Like that's we understand that that's that's not healthy, right? It's the same thing with your relationship with your business. Your business is meant to be just one of the many expressions that you put out into the world. This is where like we bump up against like confidence and um, imposter syndrome and those types of things, because we're thinking we are our business or that our business is us and it's supposed to make us feel those things yeah. when in actuality you are you, right? I am, I am Rosemary. I am a spiritual being who finds herself in this, you know, flesh suit here on earth. I have had many different experiences from the experiences I just told you to the childhood traumas that led up to those experiences. I am all of those things. And I just like everything on earth, just like night and day and winter and summer, I am a mix of darkness and light. And, you know, these are different, different parts of me will come out in different times and in different places, but it's really about Being and feeling whole and complete and confident in yourself, your unique self, whoever you are, whatever you've been through. And then having that, having your business and, and your romantic relationships and everything else in your life be an expression of that, a place where you express that truth and that connection to your own self that you already have from the inside.
0: Does that makes sense? That? Yeah, no, it absolutely, absolutely makes sense. And the reason I think when people say it is, you are your business, this is what used to happen to me, Rosemary, right? I'm, I'm a mindset mentor. So when I used to, I was working through my own shit, right? So that being my, when I used to say I am my own business, there was a lot of things that was stopping me because I felt like if I didn't work and heal all that, I couldn't help anybody else. So for like a whole year of my first year of business, I was so afraid to land the client. I would actually reject them because I'm like, no, I'm not ready. I have to heal this. I have to heal that. I have to heal the other one. Meanwhile, I was, you know, I was, I was able to help them from the place that I was, but you know, I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like I had to clear all that baggage in order to help somebody first. If not, I wouldn't, I I wasn't, I wasn't considered worthy of calling myself a mindset mentor.
1: N- yes. So those are two, kind of two different things. Like there is imposter syndrome or mm-hmm. just holding yourself back because um, you don't believe that you have the skill. Yes. That's, That's something involves. in and of itself. <laughs> right. But then there's this other side of it where like if, if everything's fine and you're... Your business is going great. You're just feeling like, wow, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. That's one aspect of it. But the other, the other flip side of that is what are you experiencing, right? If you're experiencing that you're hitting walls or you're experiencing that you're burnt out or you're experiencing that you're, you're, you've become paralyzed, it's not just a little bit of imposter. You were saying you're completely holding yourself back, then... That's actually a gift because it's showing you what needs to be shifted so that you can step into your true power. Those insecurities that we have, even giving up our power and like letting another coach saying, you know, you are your business, hold us back and mess with us for a year goes to show that, oh, wait, I just gave up my power. I'm not trusting my inner GPS that's saying this is not right for me. And I think every one of us, of course, I did that, too. <laughs> you
0: know? I am loving, you know, I'm like, you just described my whole year of business, my first year of business. <laughs> you did. And I think a lot of people, when they first start their business, they feel that way. Because as you said, like you're going into something different, you don't come, maybe you don't come up with a background, like entrepreneurial background. So you're just going in blind and you like, you need guidance. And you're doing things that, yeah, they're out of your comfort zone, but maybe you don't even like doing them, but you feel you have to do them. And then, yeah, you end up with like feeling burnt out or feeling like, ah, oh, I hate this. or this is not me or this you know, it's like all those question marks come in.
1: Yes. And we have to remember that this industry that we're in didn't even exist 20 years ago. It did, It literally did not exist. And so people are just learning. And in the beginning, which I believe we are starting to pull out of this, just starting to pull out of this now, it was very masculine because all of those masculine ideas around work that we had in humanity to begin with just got pulled into this industry, and mm-hmm. it was very masculine, and it was push and push and hustle and do and just push through your. But but it's been happening now. There have been enough people at this point who are, who have tried to force themselves to do those things and are not getting the results that people are starting. Which is how I wound up doing the work that I do. Start you start going. Hey, wait a minute. This is not working for me. And, yeah. I, and I'm and i not, I cannot, I can't, I physically, mentally, emotionally cannot listen to the people who are telling me to just hustle and push through any longer. And now it's like, okay, what do I need to heal? What do I need to resolve within myself? Those insecurities, those not trusting myself, all of those things that we're, we've, we've been carrying with us since childhood. To resolve those so that we can find the way and the path that is right. For us, you know, so so some people, especially this tends to be more with males, but not with all males, um, they can push, they can do like 20 hour days and get up at 5 a.m. like Tony Robbins and dip themselves in a 35 degree pool or whatever he does. And that works for them. But that doesn't mean it can work for everyone. But if we don't trust ourselves and we are the gas that's driving us is. I'm not good enough. I need to prove myself. I'm not worthy. This will never work for me. I, I have to suffer in order to get what I want, then we're going to do those things and just burn out. And that's yeah. what we're seeing now is people are like, I'm done. Even, even I've even talked to people who are making two, $300,000 a month who are like, I am miserable. I have more money than I've ever had. And I have no time to myself. And so now is a time when we're finding the balance. Yeah. How do you, how do we create that money while taking care of ourselves and if it wasn't possible, we wouldn't all be feeling called to it. Do you know like it's our soul knows that it's possible, but we can we have to dive into healing that stuff that's driving. Yes. The bullshit. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Oh, my God, I was telling this somebody reached out to me yesterday about it. yeah, but wanting like offering me something to work with her. And I said it, I was like, this is like, this has been a time that I want to really lean into my intuition for the first time in four years that I've started my business, because I always work with a coach or a mentor. And I was like, I don't want that this time. I want to really listen to myself. And yeah, it might take me a little bit longer, but I want to figure out something that really works for me. No, and I think it's important, as you said, like we, everything has been taught in in a masculine way, and it is, you know, work harder. I, every time I see one of those quotes and it's like work harder, I'm like, no, I am not doing that ever again.
1: No, no abolish the hustle. I work three days a week, and I, I and that was yes. my, one of my goals all along was to work three days a week, like there I did at the go. strip club, same days, and that's and that's what I do now. <laughs> so yeah, and it's so much of it is about about intuition and and trusting yourself and being connected and most of us myself very much included we we d- we did not experience as children being told to trust ourselves mm. we did not have someone there who was um, you know um, giving us the emotional support That we need, I mean, let's just be honest. Most coaches and healers are born of trauma. They went through something horrible. They weren't given the support and the love that they needed when they were kids. And they grew up with a desire to give to others what nobody ever gave to them. But the only way for us to give it to other people without draining and beating ourselves up and all of that is if we do the inner work to get that on our own, to give to ourselves, to heal those wounds and give to ourselves what wasn't given to us. And then it becomes an overflow of that and our trust and our intuition and our higher self guidance is what is there co-creating our businesses with us.
0: Yeah. I love it. I am loving you, Rosemary. (laughs) I love when people like have those ideas, they speak that way because I think if there's more of us teaching and empowering women to lean on that intuition, really trusting on themselves. I think like everybody's businesses will flourish in such a much beautiful way. You know, if we stop that fucking manipulation of people like, you know, sticking that knife deeper when it's something like, Oh, let's really get to that pain point, you know, mm-hmm. or really, Oh, oh my or, God. Yeah. On the manipulative, like, Oh my God, if you don't buy it now, you're not, you, that means you never want to change your life. And it's like, no, give people a chance. I think everybody's in a moment that they want to So it's an awakening collectively. But everybody needs their own little space and time to to be able to take that first step. And what we can do from our side, I believe, is just keep inspiring them. And when they're ready, they'll reach out, you know, when they feel like, okay, this is it. I had enough. Definitely. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that whole push, push. If you don't sign up, you're not ready. And that whole thing, this is where, this is the toxicity. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. This is the toxicity of the coaching and healing industry right mm-hmm. now it, it because we carried our wounds right into it and they just you know ricocheted all over the industry and it's toxic and it's damaging even it even I have worked with coaches who who are like they take they they feel that mindset work, I kind of cringe, just bear with me for a minute, when I hear that, because if your mindset work doesn't include emotional work, then you're falling short. Like I've had coaches who were like, just drink a glass of wine and go out for a bike ride, and it'll all work out. And it was like, no. you know, my inner child is like, screaming crying right now that they're not good enough to move forward with their business and you want me to solve that by drinking wine no. like <laughs> and and going to ride my bicycle like that's that's not healing that's no. not what no. true mindset work is and mindset work has to be paired with holding space for your emotions working yes. with your emotions yes understand yes. yes emotions and those things exist on a subconscious level and your subconscious is not just your mind your subconscious is your heart and your body and Mm -hmm. your mind and so all of these layers of who you are have to be invited to the table have to be worked on have to be resolved and loved and held in order for us to get to the place where we feel, where we really feel free. Yeah, We know, and we, we wind up hooking up with the, you know, I would always attract those coaches when I was in the worst place, you know, the coaches who are like, just go drink a glass of wine or it's all your fault. You're just thinking the wrong way about it. Think a different way and everything will be fine. You know, (laughs) you're self-sabotaging. Right, right. So... I would I attracted those types of coaches because that's what I was doing to myself inside when I stepped back and actually worked with people who were doing the healing and could hold space for me and weren't. I always say that we live on a planet where everyone's emotion phobic. And so when you have a coach Mm -hmm. that's emotion phobic, you bring your emotions to the table. You're like, I'm scared, I'm freaking out, or I don't feel good enough, or I'm holding myself, I have this great idea and I want to, you know, launch this thing, but I'm holding myself back. When you have a coach who is emotion phobic and you bring that stuff to the table, they're going to give you sorry to say it, but shitty answers for that yep. because they want your emotion to get away from them from them, yeah you when you work with someone who's done their own emotional work and can hold space for you and can teach you how to hold space for yourself so that you can navigate, we like I said, light, dark, night, day, summer, winter. We live on a planet that is light and dark. Shit is going to happen. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to die. You're going to experience things in life. It happens. So when you work with someone who can, who is not afraid because they've done their work and you can bring your emotions, to your raw emotions and your truth to the table. And they can sit there and say, okay, put that on the table. Let's let's take a look at it and see what's there. And there's no shame. And they're not pushing you away and they're not telling you you're supposed to just be positive and feel good. That's the space that yep. everything starts Thank to you. shift, and move. And Thank that's you. when you start to find that balance. I love
0: it. Absolutely love it, Rosemary. It's so true. It's because, <laughs> like, you had those coaches, like, oh, you haven't done your morning routine today. You haven't wrote your affirmations. And I'm like, a fucking affirmation is not going to change the way I feel. And, and it is the truth. It's like, it's, it's for me, don't get me wrong. I work with affirmations. It's been a year that I did it. I did it constantly. And now I have, there's a few that I say there because I repeat it to myself. But that doesn't mean doing work, focusing only on the affirmations, you're just, It's like sweeping everything underneath the carpet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're putting it. And I and I also use affirmations but and but we use them only after if you can't hold space for your emotions if you haven't worked through if that inner child that's still dying for mommy or daddy to pay attention to them or to hold space for their emotions doesn't get the attention that it needs then you're going to do those affirmations and what happens is the subconscious mind uh, so I always describe the conscious mind it's your thinking mind it knows here and there and now and then. So I could sit here and write a list for the grocery store. I can picture the grocery store in my head, knowing I'm going there later, write down on the list that I need, you know, bananas or whatever it is. The subconscious mind doesn't work that way. The subconscious mind works only off programs. And those programs were downloaded in childhood from zero to seven. That's all your subconscious mind is doing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't understand time. It doesn't understand that that time you were ignored or that time you were yelled at for being too emotional happened 30, 40 years ago in your subconscious mind. That's happening right now. Those programs are running in a right now place. So and there is a bouncer. So when we get older than seven, there is a bouncer and the bouncer isn't very big. Right. The bouncer doesn't really get to full size until we get a bit older. (laughs) But gradually we start to have a bouncer there. So now as adults, you can think of the conscious mind as the front door to the club. And But there's two door. it's two layers, right? That second door, there's a bouncer standing there. And any bullshit that that bouncer doesn't believe because of what was programmed from childhood mm-hmm. tries to get in, it's just going to reject it. So when we do affirmations like I am worthy or... I am successful. It doesn't. The bouncer is like, yeah, right. Do you remember all the times you failed? Do you remember how much your mother said this and that, that told you you weren't good enough and you couldn't have that? Do you remember that your parents? got divorced and didn't even acknowledge that you had Mm -hmm. emotions about that and just left you to take care of your younger sibling the bouncer is like bullshit you're worthy that's not getting in and so that's why so many people are doing affirmations and they're not working because you have to heal the stuff that that bouncer is protecting you from yep before you can, the heart has to come before the mind. So you do the emotional part, you work on the emotional body, you clear those things out, and then you're able to move into the mind and that and that stuff around the affirmations of really believing and holding not just saying an affirmation, I am worthy, but really actually getting yourself mentally to a place where you believe that you are worthy and you are good enough.
0: That is, you know, Rosemary, so interesting, because this morning, I was actually writing there's two affirmations that have them on the wall. But this morning, they actually it was the only time that I believed them after four years. And it was right because what you said, I healed something that I had been carrying on since childhood, that it was the relationship with my mother over acceptance. And I finally let it go. And I was like, that's it. I was like, I can let that go. You know? I don't have to do the, mo- the, when to you- do the monkey right. dance anymore in front of her. It's fine. Yes. That's it. And I'm like, now yes, I feel like, that's yes. that's it. You know, it. Yes, is. when you do the emotional work,
1: the mindset work is so much less and so much easier because really what is the gas that's driving those beliefs is it's your emotions. Like if you think about like that belief, I'm going to call it a belief for a minute. I'm not good enough. That's not really just a belief. It's a feeling. feeling. You feel it. You can feel it in your throat. You can feel it in your chest Mm -hmm. or your stomach, or it's, it's a feeling. It it, it has an emotional base to it. So if you're ignoring the emotions and just trying to do mindset, you're, you're, you're going to run around in that circle forever and get nowhere.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I, I love it. It's just, it's, you know, like you put it towards what has been in my mind towards mindset, because I'm like, I love doing mindset work, but it has, if there's an attachment there that, you know, when same as you, I had those coaches, it's like, oh, no, you need to work on your mindset, you need to work on your mindset. And I was like, no, no, I'm like, I knew there was something that was off. And I'm like, I do work on my mindset, but there's something off that is not my mindset. I'm telling you, it's not my mindset, there's something else, you know, or even, telling you as your mindset when it wasn't and then you start thinking as your mindset it's just like you go into this other roller coaster of negativity try to stay positive right it's like what the fuck what have what happened in my head yeah this (laughs) is that toxicity because
1: what it turns into is the self-blame game everything is your fault you see there's a slippery slope here in the spiritual realm of it sounded really great When the law of attraction and all of this stuff kind of got popular and you go, oh, I create my whole life, I can have anything I want, everything is a mirror, it's just a reflection of me, but First of all, that's not the full story. Second Mm -hmm. of all, if that's what you believe, then every single time something doesn't go your way, you're blaming yourself. You're going, I'm self-sabotaging. This is my fault. I must have been thinking I wasn't thinking positively enough or I was being I must have been being too negative. Everything becomes your fault. It also cuts you off from God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, because Where is the call and response? We're in communication. This is Mm -hmm. co-creation. This is not individual creation. So what I call it is there's direct manifestation and indirect manifestation. So direct manifestation is constantly dwelling, whether it's conscious or subconscious, on people treat me badly. And then people are always treating you badly. However... The other side of that, the side that is the indirect manifestation is if I'm if I'm putting out there, hey, you know what? I'm really tired of people treating me badly and I'm putting conscious or unconscious. I'm putting out I really want to be around people who treat me well. You might wind up with someone who shows up in your life, who treats you like shit, who is that final straw to pushing you to the place to healing the thing that needed to be healed. But if you're sitting there the whole entire time going, well, it's not working. Look at what I did. (laughs) I manifested this terrible person. Now that now you're stuck in this loop of self blame and you're missing Mm -hmm. all these beautiful things that just like, like I said, I, I worked in the strip club. I had this great experience. Then I had trauma and it fell apart and all this stuff happened. But those I didn't I don't look back and go, wow, look at all the negative mindset stuff I had that created that stuff. I look back at that and say, this was my path in life that brought me to where I am. Those challenges, if I didn't, you know, have the trauma that made me, if I didn't lose the stripper money and lose that lifestyle, I never would have been pushed to doing what go you do to or... to become an entrepreneur and do what I do mm-hmm. so it's a very slippery it is not everything life is not just a mirror yeah is it Thank kind you. of a mirror oh, yes yeah. it's it, kind I you. always say if it's a mirror if it's a mirror it's a funhouse mirror <laughs> and so you gonna have to figure that shit out it's not cut
0: and dry it's it just not. doesn't work that way but What I always say is like not everything revolves around us, you know, but that, that's the thing. It's like we make it all about us. Something goes wrong, we make it about us. Something goes fine, we, we make it about us. And I'm like, the whole world does not revolve around us. And I think sometimes it's not, yeah, there's the mirroring, but there's also when people cross your values, if you have like really strong values and somebody's crossing your values and it bothers you, you have all rights. To be bothered by it, to be angry by it, you know? Right. Oh, right, right. To tell that person yes. to fuck off, like get out of your space. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is. And that's nothing yes. to do with a mirroring, a reflection, or anything. It's that you have crossed. You have crossed the line of something that really bothers me, and I have. And that's it. I don't have to go and pretend like, okay, this is about me now. What do I have to go work on? Or what is it about? What has triggered? No, it has triggered that person dropping your values. Period. Simple. That's that spiritual (laughs) paranoia. Like, oh my
1: God, I got mad. (gasps) Everything bad is going to manifest now. Nothing's going to work out for me. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not supposed to get mad. Or what did I do that that (laughs) attracted somebody who made me mad? It's all my fault. Like, good luck with that. Good luck. This is where we go down and this is, you know, this is the stuff that turns into we're overly sacrificed sacrificing ourselves. We're we're compartmentalizing our lives into little boxes, my health, my relationships, my business, my personal life. And then we're putting all of that stuff on the back burner and only paying attention to the business and beating ourselves up. This is not how we heal the world. And as much as freedom and money, we all love that, right? Great. We want that freedom. We want to be able to enjoy this planet that we find ourselves on, of course, but none of us really set out to do this from that place. We set out to do this because we can feel that calling in our soul that humanity is going through an evolution right now. And we want to be a part of that. We want to help people bring more spirit, more light, more trust in, but we can't do that by ignoring and avoiding the darkness. We we actually need to do our own healing work if we want to make yep. a difference in the world otherwise we're just perpetuating old paradigms in a new outfit yeah yeah in a new genre in a new place absolutely rosemary
0: it's like that's what you have to i want to use the words be careful but you know you have to choose what you pick from like the spiritual world as well because there is i think there's a lot of bs there as well you know there's a lot of uh, like at the end of the day i was saying this it was like this 50 and 3D and 60 and 10D. Then I'm like the only D's that I care is like the double D's or whatever that hold your bra, you know, like from your bra that holds your tits. <laughs> the, rest the, stuff, <laughs> yes, yes. the rest of the stuff, yes, agreed. The rest of the stuff is like I think it's a way for spiritual po- people to put themselves in this other like label that they feel like they're better than anybody else. And the truth, that I believe that we all are equal. We're just experiencing yes. things in a different time and manner. And it's like, okay, at one point we might cross paths and be in the same path. I and mean, We might not, but that doesn't mean that the other person is not trying. Cause I think we all trying in our own little weird way, or, you know, even the people who, who are not spiritual, they are trying to do the best they can getting up and going to work and like living their lives. And, and at one moment, they're going to feel like, okay, there has to be more for me. No, but we us that we're doing the work that doesn't mean we're more in a higher level we're more the only thing that we hire on is like ourselves from yesterday or the day before yesterday that's the only thing we are better off you know but not from anybody else out there I think that's that's what it, it's one of the things that drive me crazy about the spiritual world you know that that is that always yes. trying, trying to oh you all sheep, or you all like following like all these people and I'm like let people be and let people <laughs> Do what they need to do. I think everybody. Well, you know
1: what? I think about that a lot with the COVID thing. This is and I and actually I've I've had very lengthy conversations with my clients about this because this is something everybody's wrestling with, right? None of us have dealt with this before, but if you look at the extremists on either side, whether you're the the people who are pro-vax. And the people who are anti-vax at one end, right? The two extremes at either end, they're playing out the exact same subconscious programming from childhood, which is I'm not safe and I'm not in control, right? Because the people who want everybody to get vaxxed and are terrified, that's just it. They're terrified that they're yep. going to get sick and they're going to die. And if you don't do what they think that you need, they If you don't do what they think you need to do, then that feels life threatening to them. This is childhood trauma playing out in adulthood. It is identical on the other side. The people who are like, if you get vaccinated or you believe in the vaccine, then you're giving power to the government and big pharma and I'm not safe and it's your fault. I'm not safe. It is the identical childhood traumas that are playing out. And when I say traumas, I don't mean just physical abuse. I mean, any of those things that you experienced Mm -hmm. that made you feel like you weren't good enough and you weren't important and Mm -hmm. you didn't matter and you weren't. Yeah. And you're not safe. Like all of those things. We need to find a place in the middle where we can honor our own choices and decisions. And so we can honor other people's choices and decisions without feeling like, your choices and decisions are life-threatening to me. Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree with you. Rosemary, I could be talking to you forever. Oh, my God. I have to say, I honestly have to say, when I, I I had a bad news before jumping in this podcast, and I was like, oh, my God, I hope this goes kind of fast. <laughs> I, oh, that didn't I, happen. I mean, it didn't happen. But I, actually, you have brightened my day. I am so glad that oh. we got in this conversation. We had this conversation. I'm so glad we had the the you know those ten minutes before to get to know one another. you yes. really, really have made my day. It's just like okay, all uh, right, whatever. I happens, have tears in my eyes. <laughs> but it is that's just beautiful. Like, you know, you see these things and it's like, you get bad news and you're like, okay, we'll figure it out. It's fine. It's not the end of the world, you know, and, and having, you know, having this encounters with people and getting to know you, it's just like, it's been really, it's yeah, just say, can anything happen after this conversation? I don't care, everything is good.
1: <laughs> this is beautiful, Thank awesome. So I really, this is why I like to do podcasts because the connection I make with people is just so beautiful. Yeah, really. No. Yeah. I feel like we're connected, like we have to talk after this, like we, we have to become in each other's realms.
0: Absolutely. Love you. Tell us uh, if anybody wants to reach out, get to know you, work with you, where they can find you.
1: Um, probably the best and easiest place is on Facebook at Rosemary Brocco. Um, I have a group there. I also post on there. Um, you can DM me and get in touch with me. So that's the best place to go.
0: Oh, all right. Awesome. And Rosemary, thank you so much. I'm going to ask you before we wrap up, what's, what's for you, oh, the meaning of success? What has been for you throughout your years, on um, business throughout your years when you used to be working as a stripper. Uh, how, what did it feel like for you?
1: For me and um, well, I'll have some fine print to go after it, but for me, for me personally, it's knowing, loving and trusting myself, like to my core. That to me is success. That to me is the most important thing. Don't get me wrong, though. That does not devalue the fact that money and Mm -hmm. helping people and making a difference in the world, those things are very important to me, too. And they align with success also. But if I had to narrow it down to like just one big whammy I always go back to that trusting yourself like my life, my biggest if I had one giant life lesson it was it's to trust myself yes. if you can love and trust yourself you can create that other success you can create successful relationships you can do all of those other things when your core inside yourself is of trust and love and balance oh, love it yes
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Thank you so so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, it's just that. Like, you know what it is it? Talking to someone and you know those little things, as you said, those little doubts, and then it's like that reassurance that you're not the only weirdo in this world that feels that way. <laughs> that there's more people having. Definitely. <laughs> We're like, here. Yes, okay. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my love. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so Thank you. much, Maria. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. And Lovis, I'll drop the link while well, Facebook is easier Rosemary brocco uh, If you have any questions, just hop in, hop on Facebook, ask Rosemary. Definitely, you want to get to know her, though. She's absolutely amazing. So I'll see you next week and have a wonderful week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions, so drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more, and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariackrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, life, wonderful day whatever in the world you are. Bye!